there are nerds, nerdettes, and people who actually embrace their nerdiness. Because you gotta know, everyone's a nerd in some way or another. This is Fox speaking, and with me is my co-host, who will introduce herself rather than stare at me blankly. Ah, but that's so much more fun. I'm Turtle. And we are Sarcasm and Size Podcast. And this episode is going to be debate oriented and because we're us we we don't have normal topics so let's kick this off shall we it's fun times we're calling this games yes and and the first topic we accidentally stumbled across and we decided to wait save our ire and wrath and debate spirit for you listeners gentlemen Listeners, viewers, whatever you are. <laughs> poor, poor souls who are going to have to endure this. Right. So, so Ken's, what's the topic? Of the three that we had planned? The, just the first one. We don't want to give it all away too soon. Uh, where are unicorns going? Well, yes, but technically, okay, it started with, you know, mm -hmm. where they go when they die, because... In this world, they're real and apparently mortal. So I said, rightly, that they go to hell. I said I'd defend the heaven position just because it's more fun. <clears throat> Especially to hear her sigh like you got to be joking. Yeah, because, you know, they are evil. I think it depends. There's some unicorns that do good. Some of them do bad. Okay, Some of them are just, you know, whatever. To be clear, the unicorns that I actually like... Or from that one insane book where they're, like, rampaging murderers. That's fair. Uh, the fun little cartoon unicorn with the knife tied to its horn, because mm. speaks to me. And, um, lastly, demon unicorns. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Because after reaching the point where we were discussing where they would go when they were dead, I realized... They don't have souls. So that's now become the crux of the argument. Do I think they're from have souls hell. Or not? I think they're from hell. They're not going to hell. They're from hell. You know, it is an interesting aspect for the mythological creatures to bring um, that are real in this scenario. I would posit that they could have souls. I think it depends on are they more beast or human-ish. What unicorn is human-ish? I'd assume the ones that could talk back to you. What? Oh. What? Wait, they, they have that no. whole thing where the person, where the unicorn was able to turn to a person. They have different ones like that. And it's like, and then they can talk to you and stuff. So it's like, I feel like those probably have souls and consciousness. The other ones who are like just murdering monsters or just horses running around, but then those like, are the those cool are... the ones. I like those. There's... Uh, yes, but like, they're more like beasts. Like, I feel like if they can talk... If to they, us, if they can talk, so if they can potentially talk telepathically. Yes, ah. then then I will give them that they have souls. Otherwise, I can I can say that they probably do not have souls, and thus they can return to their. Well, now I take them. exception to that because dogs can't talk, but they definitely they 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 are soulful beings, and I love them. All right, but like if they didn't. 
Okay, but you already your position in the argument is that unicorns don't have souls. I'm just saying you have a groundless side to your argument because I, clearly there's an issue there. There's an issue because of what you think about dogs. I in this hypothetical situation, then we could assume that also dogs could talk to us. We're just too stupid to understand them. I accept that premise somewhat. Not too stupid to understand them. They just talk at a range in which we can't communicate back with them. <laughs> they well, speak in dog whistle pitch. <laughs> exactly. They speak in dog whistle pitch, or what they're saying is actual words. We just don't know the language. We can't. We can't comprehend their language exactly. We can't reach those guttural notes. Guttural. That is Owl? definitely not the, the. It's too high to hear. For well, the, for the dog whistle, yes, but I was also thinking of, like, when they do the low, like, the uh, rum, like That the, I understand. The roaring, I'm like, but yeah, but it's like, so it's like when you try to mimic your animal back and then it looks almost offended, like you probably, like, cussed at its mother or something. It's, it's, <laughs> they have their own language that they can understand. We just <laughs> You can't. called my mother a female dog? How dare and, you? you know, they understand our language enough to be like, those are not good words. Mm. So, like, they, they could associate. But okay, that's... Besides the point, we're supposed to be focusing on unicorns. Right. Unicorns. And they're evil. S it, yes, according to you. I think some of them could be nice, in which case then I'm willing to grant them. I don't punch. trust the nice ones. Haven't you picked up on that? Like, I like the killer ones. You know what they're about. The, the nice ones, I don't trust them. You know what they're about, but you also are convinced that they all come from hell anyway. So you're like, I know what they're about. They're demons and they're living up to their demon form. Unicorn so, like, con artist. It all is coming together. They're just, they're just luring you into a false sense of security. I don't like the nice ones. I don't trust them. I don't think they have souls. I think it's all an act. They're white and sparkly <laughs> and just, uh, Just, uh. Yes. So the ones that are murdering and have blood running down them, they're not more truthful. They're the ones that aren't able to hide their demonous soul selves more. Absolutely. So then you can trust them. Uh-huh. People are like that, too, sometimes. Well, yes, if you see someone covered in blood, I think you should be a little concerned. Especially if they're armed with a weapon and with a crazed look in their eye. Um, but the point we're debating... That's not is what I was saying. I was honestly about the like the overly cheerful, sparkly ones I don't trust. Fair enough. I don't say they have to be overly cheerful, sparkly. Just I mm. think that some of them have the capacity to do good. And they could be the mythical creatures that are helpful in certain ways. Okay, okay. The doing good part. What do they actually do besides, you know, poop rainbows or whatever? Some of them have magical abilities they use to help heroes in stories. Mm. Not all of them, you know, didn't... Not all of them, you know, go with the whole Catholic thing of the fact that they just ended up drowning because they were playing around too much, they didn't get on the ark. Or that then they were turning on walls, or whatever other nonsense. But some of them, like, are in mythical stories of helping people. I don't... No, that was a fake one in Narnia. But, like, there was... <laughs> I thought there was one in Narnia. No, I'm not too sure. No, King Peter rode one into battle. I think it was more horse anyway, so it's fine. But see, but like, I'm also more for that, because you know that unicorn used its horn for killing purposes. Exactly, and so that's fine. I don't actually think it has a soul, depending on how much beast it is. And we can do it where it's associated with, like, beast with little bee or beast with big bee. Beast with big bees can talk. They were basing this off of Narnia logic okay, now. We're Narnia. falling down a we're going, we're going down okay. Narnia. Yes. So if it is <laughs> more animalistic and just basically as a horse and serves no purpose, I'll agree with you probably doesn't have a soul. I'll say even the ones that probably go rampaging and killing maybe don't necessarily have souls either. But the ones who maybe have cognizant thought can actually attempt to communicate with us or go out of their way to make choices that mm. 
show that they have some sort of semblance of there is an idea of right or wrong, we could maybe give them souls, and then okay. they could use it to try to make right or wrong decisions. So... If need be, I will figure out a way to bring a Jesus unicorn into this. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you... Shapeshifters. Don't They're you... always the missing don't link. Don't <laughs> you dare. <laughs> All right... For saying their souls can be saved or not. I had a point until yeah. you threatened me with that, and <laughs> I've lost it, and now I'm upset. Okay, so basically you're saying if they have souls, they're not predetermined going to one place or the other. Yes. Just like humans. Exactly. Alright. I think they can have free will as well. But what about the killer rampaging ones with the beast with the apparently little bee? Like... Are we saying they're from hell? Because some of them have to be from hell. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some of them can be from hell. That's chill. If angels or demons can disguise themselves as angels of light, I'm just saying a unicorn would lure any sparkle-loving... A lot of small children. A lot of small children. A lot of big children. A lot of overgrown children. Mm, That's fair. So yes, I'll give it that some of it could be that they have the very nice exterior where it's like, oh, I'm nice and friendly, and then it's actually a demon in disguise because they realize that's a better one. Or the ones that are just rampaging around murder monsters because they want to be. Both of those can be demons. But the little... I'd like to think that's just their animal nature. And the the rampaging killer ones. So they're just animals, so they go wherever animals go. Right. But I do think a demon would pick... A unicorn ones. disguise. Yes, absolutely. That That's why I don't trust the nice ones. I'll give it to you. I think if the nice ones can communicate with you and not in the form of, hey, do you want to sell your soul for in a contract thing, but like actually make choices, do well, things that maybe even, don't even have to do with you, then like they, it could work. What even is the point of that? The souls contracts? Yeah. yeah. If you don't, More like a guarantee. If you don't make the right... If you don't make the right deal, it's a guarantee anyway. So like, eh. It is, but this is more like guaranteed, guaranteed of like they get they want to have some fun. It's not Blood enough. Of Jesus would them. break that contract. I'm it, just saying. Yes. All right, all right. Now that I got my theology up. Yes. So like it, it could hypothetically is the person going to think about that? No, they're already going to think about the fact. Well, I already sold my soul, and so whether or not they actually contemplate that there are steps to break it or find loopholes, you only have basically in the technical stories that I can think of at the moment. You basically have the one fiddler down in Georgia. So like, eh. Also, Faust? Yeah, Faust. I don't think he got out of that contract. I don't think he did, but he could have. He tried to look to get out of it. True. I'm just saying. He had a lot of flawed things anyways going on. Dude, that's... He was kind of nutty. So, so yes. Alright. I have the stance that I think that some of the There are multiple categories for where unicorns go when they die. It all depends on the type of unicorn. I don't love that we ended this debate in compromise, but I also can't... That's on you. You, you know what? <laughs> I'm willing to Screw go. that. I won. <laughs> I think we should leave it up to the listeners as to whether or not they think. You know what? That's fair. Weigh in, guys, if you care to. I, you know, settle an argument if you want. We're not telling you what to do. <sighs> That being You can said, just know that we'll probably continue to discuss this at a later date. We'll probably bring the other roommates in on it, and it will probably get very sparky. But, you know, that's just typical Cavalcadian dinner talk. This is true. You, you should have known. We can, we can bring the fish Jesus back into this. You know what? Mm-hmm. We don't need to. We don't need to. We could get the whole mythological creature spectrum involved. Please no.
<laughs> I don't. I don't appreciate that. I feel threatened. Threatened? I what? feel unsafe. What? You are making How me uncomfortable. You? I I have no idea why you would think that. Because you literally are grinning maniacally. Grinning maniacally. With your mischievously fingertips together like some evil villain. Well, it's weirder if I have them spaced just apart so it doesn't quite work. <laughs> True. All right. Debate topic number two, now that we've ended in a thoroughly unsatisfying compromise. Well, you can believe you're right, and I can believe I'm right. And then most conversations get resolved because both parties are kind of ignoring reality sorts of things. But to be fair, this one we know we don't actually get resolved on because this it true. nearly tore our house apart. Oh, the second one? Grizzly Bear took it very, very personally. This is true. Okay, so here's how it works. If we were on a desert island... Fox, myself, and Cat, 100% believe that to keep our friends alive, we are willing to dabble with cannibalism. Turtle and Grizzly Bear are adamantly opposed. But here's the thing: like we we're not we're we're not trying to kill ourselves for our friends because that's not fruitful. Um, we thought it's really. A theory I've been working on for years, which is just funny and weird. Um, why kill an entire person when you can't eat all of that person all at once? And, you know, you killed the person, so, like, let's avoid that. We're going to sacrifice a limb at a time to keep our friends alive and ourselves, because we do want to live as well. So we decided Cat gives up a leg first. Now, here's the thing. Bear and turtle. Just, it's disgusting. Guys, they, they disrespect her sacrifice. Her hypothetical. Disrespect the hypothetical sacrifice. We're just saying. There's other courses. No, we've, in this scenario, we have obviously exhausted all other courses. All other courses. This How is could not... there be any other not courses? The only one where that sort of even began to make sense was when you said we're in a like concrete structure where there's absolutely nothing anywhere. In which case, we would have died a long time ago you from don't... dehydration. You don't know what the future holds. It could have one singular gerbil-like water depository. Oh yeah, that'll humans. keep four people alive. You're I... not going to be a science experiment for someone. It could be a big one, not for the <laughs> gerbil size. Okay, that still doesn't cover some of the other basic necessities. We have water, but like... Okay, this is a dire scenario. Yes, and most of the times it takes place on an island when we presented this scenario. There would be other options for as long as possible. Okay, okay. We, we can swim out as far as can be and be shark bait. Alright, in this, mm -hmm. our plane crashes. Yes. We managed to make it a raft to the island, yes. Yeah. Just for funsies, a mad scientist person lives on that island. The type who has tourists, you know, hunt each other. Yeah. But this time, he's decided to do a behavioral science. He's dabbling in the soft sciences. Yeah. And so, he, he said, what if I put these four people who seem very affectionate and loving towards one another in a room? Just enough water to keep them alive. And maybe a toilet for decency's sake. Let's see what happens. We revolt and get the sign. Lock up no, the no, he and use bricked, his food. He bricked over the, the doors. We could come up with something. No. Yes. There's nothing. <laughs> There's always a way. 
I'm just saying, if your friend is willing to cut her leg off to keep you alive, the least you can do is eat the soup. Or, or how are we going to make a soup? There's nothing in this room. Fine. Eat the sushi. The human sushi. It's not going to work anyways. I'm honestly kind of exempt from this, and I realized that the last one, and just didn't bring it up because it's a trump card, I won't be able to eat most of it, especially if we can't cook it or anything, because I'd pass out at the sight of blood. We're going to have to do some things to it before I can come anywhere near it. <laughs> All right. All right. I mm, I'm well, and that's the thing. I, me and, me and, I will feed you when you are unconscious. Oh, that somehow makes it worse. <laughs> I have to live with the guilt of not knowing, but also knowing. Yes. And like, no, see the thing. But is, you'll live, and that's the important I, part. Will I? I don't know. I feel by the point that I think you've shoved, managed to shove it down our throats. Bear and I will have already concocted some schemes that may or may not have gotten us killed in our efforts to find any other resource. Okay. We again. did realize if you guys both have cut off one leg each, which is the ultimate plan, is everyone just loses different body limbs. No, we we're keeping. Run. We're keeping Bear fully intact. Well, good for her. Because we think if someone could live, she could, I don't know. She could do it? Yeah, probably. So so what I'm hearing is I need to knock myself out, probably to death's door, and then just not be aware of any of these things that happen. That's the plan now. I will keep Bear you alive. Yeah, you can try. I will. <laughs> you can try. Bear and I already have good plans for how to, you know, if we manage to, if it's just a desert island sort of thing, go out and try to fish for sharks. Okay, and again, you have no idea the wildly detailed plan uh, Kat and I came up with while discussing this because you two were ranting towards each other about all the things you could figure out. We could figure out things. I think if the mad scientist has us trapped You're in a on... room, I don't, I don't believe that anyone's going to live that long. You're on a sandbar. Ditch just sand. And water. If there's a sandbar, then we're somewhere close to a land somewhere, or where there's boats. You're on an or island. Or we could walk off of it. An island with no trees, just sand. An island. Then we have no water. So we will all die of dehydration before that becomes a concern. Why are you so difficult <laughs> in accepting a hypothetical scenario, when in actuality you take any other scenario and just, like, sprint in any given direction? Um, we like to call it, I like to call it my chaotic streak and the fact that it means absolutely nothing, so I've decided to have a firm opinion on it, mostly because it annoys somebody else. <laughs> I, I call it the puck pa factor. Why do I understand and relate to that on so many levels? Because we're kind of all a little bit that level of chaos. Yeah, it's just... But for different reasons. <laughs> and at different times, which just makes it one long, <laughs> crazy... It's a hypothetical, but no one can be proven right or wrong. So I can take whatever nonsensical stance. But here's the thing. We're going to go on vacation together at some point. It might not stay hypothetical. We have not yet said all four of us are going on a vacation where that particular scenario could present itself. In which case, then we will have to improvise. And I think I can knock you out before you decide that it's cannibalism time on one of the two of us and try to go do something else. Again... I just have to run. All other resources are exhausted. We would have gone 40 days without food, assuming there was water, before we decide. Then there's to try to cut someone's legs off. We're already too out of it. No, you're not. No. Body's an amazing thing. 
depending depending i mean mine's amazing it's just amazing in some not great ways <laughs> all right well staring at me awkwardly and just like you hate this is not helpful it's a hypothetical situation, but you guys have apparently put a lot of thought into this a hypothetical situation, which makes it a little disconcerting, so I think I'm totally fair. Me and Bear both, and being all like, uh, no. I think... And also being vaguely concerned that you guys might be all like, me, Like, not actually, but, you know, alternate universe. It's just, it, it genuinely offends me that Cat would cut her leg off and Brie would... Bear would be like, mm, Never. Like, the leg's already severed. The sacrifice has been made. The least you can do is respect it. We can respect that you guys will do it and then continue to survive. And we will respect the fact we have chosen to not. That's just rude. How is it rude? You guys will have bigger portions. We don't want bigger portions. We want friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Survive <laughs> a little longer off of water or whatever we find. Again, exhausted all other. Oh my gosh, it's just wrong. Alright, well, another unresolved debate. Unless you guys have a way in of what you think would be a good solution to this scenario. Oh. I don't know if there is one, but... And to be clear, I do know how to tie a tourniquet. So, like, it's not like we just weren't thinking well, this Well, that's through. good. We're still gonna have to find resources in which we have a saw or something handy of which to do the procedure. Chompers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really healthy and sanitary and clean and definitely not gonna cause anyone to bleed out if you cut through. Again, Chompers, like how many how many teeth are in operation for this procedure? It's <laughs> a little concerning. Again, we start with a leg. It has to be a different person. You can't bite your own leg. Okay, one of us oh, is you bite the less knee. flexible than a brick. So. <laughs> Me. So some of us could bite our own leg. And also, you'd tie it off first. And obviously, you're not going to have the most sanitary circumstances in this wild scenario. So we could already die anyway, so okay. it's just even worse. Oh, wait, I have a better idea. This is in a surgically clean room. He's a mad scientist. He would do it if he felt like it. But the mad scientist is going to kill us anyways. We wait, pretend to die, and then get the mad scientist. You don't know that. He's in the soft sciences. For the moment. When will he decide to go back to the hard science? We don't know that. We don't know that he was in the hard sciences to begin with. If he was having people hunt other people beforehand. I said the type to do that. I don't know that he did it personally. Also, where are we going to find a mad scientist? It's not about us finding him <laughs> so much as it is about he him finding us. us. How, how much does that actually happen in the real world now? How many islands are out there inhabited by mad scientists? We just don't know about. We don't know. <laughs> That's the whole point. How am I supposed to be able to answer that? Oh, I don't know. 30%? <laughs> this is all hypothetical situation anyways. All right. It's probably not an island with mad scientists. What if it was, like, 90%? We just don't know all the islands. Dude, you're right. <laughs> we just need to hope we can find the 10% where it's either abandoned or you got, like, Swiss Family Robinson or Nims Island sort of thing going on. That would be ideal. Man, those Swiss Family Robinson really had a sweet setup. I was so impressed as a kid. <gasps> Their treehouse was so cool. So freaking cool. I watched the old one where they 
raced the ostriches and mm, it was nice. Man, I wanted a different life when I watched that movie. <laughs> but, you know, now I'm glad I'm not on an island. You're the one who was going to resort to cannibalism. Again. <laughs> it wasn't murder and cannibalism. <laughs> it was keep everyone alive as long as possible in the hopes of being rescued or... And then cannibalism. Yes. And the overall hopes that eventually people will be rescued, but who knows who might still be alive and have any limbs of which to do. Apparently, You're just an ingrate. Sure. No, you are. <laughs> you are. I'm willing to sacrifice the leg for you, hypothetically, and you. what do you do? I'm willing to instead have gone to extreme measures to make sure that nobody actually has to do that, so instead you can have my body to do with as you will, because I'll be dead. <sighs> How many times? <laughs> we have already gone through extreme measures. Nothing else has worked. We have so exhausted. I don't think all four of us will have survived the extreme measures that it will have taken to get us to the point where we have to result to that. Someone will be dead. I'm willing to take that thought. No. <laughs> no. You don't get a punk out like that. Why not? If I'm going to have years of therapy for trauma, so are you. No. And you're going to be grateful. <laughs> I just uh all right we're we're making no headway correct so of course we'll move on to the next topic of conversation to see if any of these will resolve Cur or not currently my mind has gone completely blank on that what that third topic was you were the one that had the list not me oh no okay so next topic after a quick consultation of notes and a brief heart attack where I thought I deleted everything <sighs> on the day's work is Barbie a good role model for girls well coming from two people who didn't really play with Barbies I'll take the position that yes she is you played with her more than I did someone gave me one as a gift and my mom disappeared it after, like, two weeks. Your mom also had strong opinions on Barbie. She did. She made my cousin cry when my cousin was trying to rat me out for not liking Barbie. It was really funny. As someone who was inundated with Barbie culture and really only liked the spy ones and used them to play with my brother's G.I. Joe instead, I will say that Barbie is a gold role model. The idea of her proportions, not good. Mm -hmm. But the fact... If you look at it from the position of, like, some of the stuff they did in regards to books or movies... Okay. She was the main person. Okay. The guy was always secondary. Well, so, like, fun. it wasn't, like, let's focus on the guy. It was always, let's focus on Barbie mm -hmm. and normally how she's helping people. Well, that's cool. She had basically a career in everything. So, if you think about it from the aspect of just one single Barbie who knows everything, she's probably, like, the smartest person in the world. And basically encourages... And it does kind of encourage all kids. It's like, you can be in any sort of career path. And it's had a few... It has different friends. They always make sure she has friends that are normally females. And they seem to have good relationships in the movies or in the books or whatever. And, like, even in the dolls, if they come in packs, that gets a little bit more sketchy. Because a lot of it's just Barbie and Ken and then, like, some children. But they normally also have it <laughs> where the children are normally, like... Like, you have to get specific ones if they're going to be a mom. But otherwise, it's normally her little sister. Yeah. So that's what most of them are. And then, like, they, they, they got into it where they expanded the family a little bit more. Most of the time, Barbie has so many different positions. So you either have it where it's many, many Barbies. Okay, but see, that's my actual ish issue. Yeah. Because, like, I'm so tired of hustle culture. That's fair. And she does 
from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Literally everything. That's fair. And does it at what seems to be a unrealistic level of capability, especially given how many fields she's in. It's that like, is fair. It's like, I, I wouldn't mind if she was like more specialized. And had friends who were equally specialized in like more realistic portrayals. True, true. She has that in some. And if okay. you if you in the movies normally have it where Barbie might be a main person, but she has flaws along the way. They do follow that ah, always. So like well, that's nice. you have the interpretations like Princess and the Pop or whatever, and she makes mistakes. There's some where she's trying to figure out what the heck she is, and she's like ah, and then she makes she gets on the right side of the friends. She real she has to learn life lessons. Well, that's and even helpful. in the books it'll have that, and the friends will be specialized in different ones. So like the spy force that I had, each of them were. A different sort of spy that had special things so barbie's was more i think maybe hers was a hacker sort of thing mm. but then kinsey over here actually did something barbie was a hacker i want to say so one of them was a hacker i know that another one was really specialized at like animal handling sorts of things like there was it was a whole like there was four of them and they all had kind of their own special thing that they did that's a unique pairing yeah eh. all right chill that's a different stuff so like I know that they came out with more because then you also have like, well, they're all technically called Barbie, but they have different things. Or then they have, a, some of them do have other names that I can't think of at the moment because mm. I assigned them other names or I haven't played with them in many, many years at this point. Um, Drew. Drew is, I think, one of the girls' names. Um, so like they have, I don't remember what a younger sister's name is. Um, but they all, they, they do have friends. They do have some specialized skills. So we could, if you view it more as like Barbie's maybe a name for a few different generations, or, like, mm. different types of ones. Maybe it's a last name. They all have different first names. <laughs> you can have it where it does basically... It, the focus, though, is girls, and they can do different jobs. I'll admit, hustle culture is not great. She shouldn't be that capable at all. But So if you view it as all, she has different... If it's different Barbies having different jobs, then she's top of her field in a lot of different things. Uh, but it's different versions of them. Okay. Then she could be a good role model. Have they updated her r ridiculous body portions, though? Because I know at one point, she if she were a human being, she'd have to carry around an organ in her purse. <laughs> that is fair. I am unclear because they also now have them in different sizes doing different things. So I want to say that? I know that there was a thing for that. I know they have done it where they're trying to make a bigger push. They were at some point where they're including other uh, types of people and it's not just white blonde. That would be great. Um, we love inclusion. Yes. So, like, I, I want to say yes. I'm not entirely sure. It's not like I paid much attention to body proportions in the things. That's fair. So, you thought... Yeah, you thought Micah Baring from Warehouse 13 had the same cup size as a very, very not the same friend. So if anyone was curious, I have no idea what human bodies look like or what they're supposed to look like or what it means, what they look like. She spends zero time. Yeah. And thought. Just none. Just, it's a person. Cool for them. Moving on. <laughs> um, so proportionally, I, I don't know. I played with some of the dolls. Like... The guy dolls could be interesting. They'd have different proportions on them sometimes. Yeah. That well, could also nice. depend on if you got the actual ones or the knockoff brands. But, you know, it could depend. They did allow it where men could have emotions. Well, that's cool. Men could be we, upset or sad. We or, do love that. Yeah. They weren't just always angry. And they were normally one to be like, okay, Barbie, you're right. You bring up a valid point. We'll do that sort of thing. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, like, huh. <laughs> The Barbie movies, for all that it was one of those things that it's like, after you reach an age, you're like, why why am I watching this with my little cousin? They honestly weren't that bad. <laughs> There's some of the reasons I know some stories better, and I still want to, I still need to go back and find the one with the polar bear. That was a good one. There was a pol- okay. All I right. had the polar bear I played with. 
Aww. I don't remember what story that was. They do, they done a lot of different things based with um like fairy tales from different places. Alright. So. Well, given your specific take yeah. on the multiple if you the look, Barbie last name. Yes. <laughs> it's prolific it's just, family. Yeah. With strong family. genes, apparently. Hey, you know. Yeah. Whatever works. Alright, I'm willing to concede on that one. It is not a stalemate. This is true. If you want to argue another time, I will definitely go back into how we think there's a cult of Barbie that was there's created. There's a at cult one. of Barbie. Well, more so, we there was I there was a conversation at one point with some other friends in a group sort of thing um, uh, that ended up with someone's name being a cult of Barbie member for a while, and it was basically about how Barbie is a cult. Um, mm. In which case, we took a very different take that was a bit more like yours. Um, so I'm totally down to also slander Barbie. Just I'm also willing to admit, based off of. The amount of books or different things it's like, I also that I have seen or whatever it's like they they can portray it positively but you also have a lot of people who are more like that's pushing gender norms and stuff on kids and they don't always necessarily like it so right. well, it's on the girly girl vein that it's also like yeah and I'm willing to concede that I have almost no exposure to Barbie except for oh that blasted song from my childhood. The Barbie Girl song? Yeah, that one. The music video is even funnier, in my opinion. I, I believe you. They did one about Tarzan and Jane, I want to say, as well. That's The great. same band. Uh, Weirdly, I associate that song with two different things, and I'm not... Okay, one of them makes sense. It's it's an amazing um, dancer doing isolations to it. Mm. She's really good. But the other is from my childhood, and I chased a boy up a tree because he called me little, and it offended me. And um, he was like, I don't know, three grades older than me. And I, I really... I don't think the music was playing when that happened. But I think maybe I heard it at their house. I don't know. And it's really funny that that's just inextricably linked to that song for me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, that's it for our episode. So that wraps it up uh, on this version of our fun game debate. Unless <laughs> Send in your suggestions because we're always willing to debate absolutely insane, inane topics. Um, and. We yeah. get tired of Googling the things sometimes. We do. Um, check us out on Instagram at... Sarcasm and Size. Yes. And Pinterest at Fox and Turtle. Yes. And potentially there will be a Twitter account by the yes. time we do this. This is true. By that the is, time we launch this that episode. That is the plan. Once, right. once we get all of our ducks in a row and all that sort of and fun jazz. Until then, do something... Such as, <laughs> say that catchphrases are overrated, and I apologize. Bye.